Welcome to the BQBL Failcast for week two, 2021. I'm Alex. He's Matt. We're here to talk about quarterbacks who aren't very good. And Matthew, I think when we're talking about quarterbacks who aren't very good, we don't have to go much further than uh, the a guy who's who hasn't appeared all that much on the show in the last, uh, was it 10 years that he's been in the league? But I have a feeling he's going to appear a lot more often, and that's Matt Ryan. Tell us a little bit about what Matt was up to this week, Matt. Well, Alex, I uh, there was uh, I was just, it was a lot, right? There was uh, about three quarters of a football game where he looked competent and was hanging with the Super Bowl favorite, and then there was a quarter where it all came crashing down in uh, in fairly remarkable fashion yeah, i mean this is it was an epic of a of a fourth quarter from i mean a man who has certainly been involved in epic fails at the end of games right oh he's a falcon i mean every, everyone who's ever touched the atlanta falcons has been tainted by failure <laughs> i'm serious every single i mean even Deion sanders mm, mm-hmm. didn't escape atlanta without some really bad seasons despite being one of the original Dirty Birds and presiding over, I think, the last truly successful Atlanta run. Oh. Was you, think the Roddy, you think the Roddy White years with, like, early Matt Ryan, Roddy White, Julio were as good as the Dirty Bird years? I'm just trying to remember when, when he was... He was not... Deion Sanders wasn't on the Falcons think, during the Dirty Bird years. I think he was. I don't think he was. I think he was early on them earlier, uh, I believe. Um, Cause wasn't he draft? He was on the Falcons, right? Drafted in, in 89. He only played there in the early nineties. Well, hold on. Um, so what we can say for sure is that the, the height of the dirty bird years were the, um, the 90, what 96, 97 teams. Um, the one year that they went to the Super Bowl was what, 97? Maybe 98. I think it was 98. I was going to say it was around 98 was yeah, what I was going to say. Jamal Anderson made the Pro Bowl in 98. Yeah. So it must have been 98. So yeah. we, we would agree that if, if he was there in 97, 98, he would count as a dirty bird, correct? Correct. But he was not there in 97, 98 is what I am telling you. Oh, when was he there? Uh, he was there from 89 to 93. Oh, so he was a precursor. He was a precursor. He, he so was, he got out. Uh, before, before they had any success. That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> All right. So even Dion was then, of course, uh, tainted by his association with the Falcons. By the way, John, John Boyce and the, um, uh, the Chart Party crew has done an excellent, I think, six-part retrospective on the Atlanta Falcons. Really? Um, yes, it is. It is truly excellent. I love the way that he presents data, um, and is it's on YouTube. It's well worth a watch. Okay, I will have to take a look at that. It's got some some very good characters in it, um, including like Norm Van Brocklin and a bunch of other um, historical NFL characters. And it goes all the way through the twenty eight to three um, and present uh, Atlanta Falcons. Okay, because I, I think that that Falcons team 
is as good as any, right? Because that team was within, you know, yes. any the, was so yeah, close I to mean, winning the Super Bowl. That the was, 98 team didn't deserve to be in the Super Bowl. That should have been the Vikings. So, But, but that Kyle Shanahan team that was up yeah. on the Patriots, that team fully team. deserved to be there. They did. They should have won. Uh, anyhow. But they, they speaking of times when um, Matt Ryan played against Tom Brady and it didn't come out well, Yes, uh, this week was uh, another one of those. Yeah, because Matt Ryan did he throw one pick six? Uh, you know, we had this conversation earlier. I was watching this on red zone briefly. Saw that it was a three point game. Saw the tipped interception, which I, you know, I don't. It wasn't. A, it was sort of a fluky interception that that pick six, and then basically discounted the rest of the game. Didn't pay any more attention to it. It was not until we were scoring BQBL that you informed me there was a second pick six and he got benched and he got benched for Josh Rosen. And, and not only that, but it was, it, you know, it was one of these like copy paste error situations where the same guy had the pick six twice in a row. Maybe that's why it didn't register. Maybe I just thought it was a weird replay. And some guy named Mike Edwards, who I didn't even know existed, but Mike Edwards had two pick sixes against Matt Ryan. So that's if you count four first names. Mike, Edward, Matt, Ryan, <laughs> and uh, and two touchdowns, but uh, for the wrong team. So, um, so by the way, that, there that was, was a bit, a of, ahead, bit of deja vu there, is what you're saying, with yes. uh, basically two identical, um, two identical pick sixes by the by the same person, and that actually fits in with maybe a theme of this week in BQBL. There was a bit of deja vu as well, I would say. <laughs> there at was the top. absolutely the. Um, the win probability for this game, um, it, it never went in Atlanta's favor and it was never actually, they never had a better chance to win than about 30%. But after those two pick sixes, it was pegged against a hundred for the rest of the time. <laughs> it, uh, it, it never, it never even flinched again. Um, Josh Rosen certainly didn't sway the win probability chart. <laughs> and uh, also Josh Rosen did not complete a pass. Nope. Um, as he, he did attempt to. Do. Yes, he did attempt to. Well, sure. Um, but he also didn't throw an interception or fumble it, which is um, improvement for him. Um, Matt Ryan didn't throw it, you know, despite throwing the ball 46, 48 times as a team, um, they never completed a pass over 25 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, despite having Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, a bunch of guys you can get down the field didn't seem to matter. Um, and they scored over a hundred points. They did. And so I mentioned deja vu. This was, in BQBL, this was Sarah's second consecutive week winning the week on the back of Atlanta, this time after uh, riding Cleveland and Indianapolis in week one, uh, though she only scored 31 in, in week one, 120 overall in week two, uh, led by Atlanta. And I, I, I'd imagine Alex is probably going to be slightly enjoyable for her to live in Atlanta, uh, probably see a lot of Falcons news and then get to enjoy this part of it for BQBL success. Um, I know I don't like reading, you know, I didn't like owning the Ravens last year. I, I doubt they're fun for you this year, but um, if, if you, I got a lot of news from a team that was, that was doing badly, I think that would be enjoyable. Oh yeah. And after being the second scoring team, the second highest scoring team in week one, um, Atlanta was the highest scoring team in week two and looks like the ultimate steal um, in the late second round, the last pick of the second round to Sarah. So uh, every single other person in the league had two shots at Atlanta and passed on them. Uh, shame on you, 
now you're going to have to send baked goods to uh, Atlanta. And unfortunately, that's pretty much the only goods that they have. Um, the, the second highest score this week. Um, also for the second week in a row. Also for the second week in a row. Oh, no, um, I'm sorry. You're talking about the teams or player? Or, or player I, I, or I was going to go to a team who scored disappointingly low the first week. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. But on your bench. Uh, only to be started this week and to really come through for you. And that was the New York football jets. Um, Everyone was worried that, or maybe you were worried that Zach Wilson might actually be good. And um, Bill Belichick had his way with a rookie quarterback for like the 50th time in his career, probably (laughs) probably more than that, honestly. There Um, was no easier start than rookie quarterback against the Patriots. Yeah. um, But he, you know, Belichick baited Zach Wilson into four interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, he did. He did. Unlike Matt Ryan, managed to throw a long pass. Um, one to he Braxton did. Berrios, f- former Patriot Braxton Berrios, and one to Elijah Moore, as well as one to something called Jeff Smith. There was a lot of garbage time in this game. He was basically at no touchdowns, four interceptions, and like seventy yards in the fourth quarter, and there was a lot of garbage time. Yeah. So. There was really no joy if you were if you wanted something good to happen to the Jets in this game. It just didn't happen. Um, if you wanted something bad to happen to them, though, you got your wish and uh, 48 points from the Jets. Um, By the way, I'm still not, I, you know, Zach Wilson, I'm not going to say is not a good quarterback, but the Jets are not a good team. I think that's uh, very fair. The 48 points was enough to edge out the third highest scoring team, which was Cincinnati, yes. uh, who, who put up 45 in a, a disappointing follow-up to their week one win. Yeah, against a kind of <clears throat> stumbling Chicago team who completed 15 passes for a grand total of about 116 yards. So it, it wasn't like anything that like Chicago was doing virtually nothing on offense. It was just Cincinnati refusing to do anything positive on offense either. Um, yes. And then, you know, one team having an adequate defense and the other team not having an adequate defense. That was essentially the difference. Um, Joe Burrow did throw um, uh, three interceptions, two to his team and one to the Chicago. uh, uh, I think it was Roquan Smith. So that pick six really uh, cemented his week as a top BQBL scorer. It did. So yeah, Cincinnati will take solace in the fact that they were able to beat Chicago on the BQBL scoreboard, uh, Will started both of them. So 45 from Cincinnati, 25 from Chicago, which uh, brought Will up to 70. I mentioned that I had 48 from the Jets, which means I went into Monday night with Detroit having a realistic shot to catch him. I, I just needed uh, 23 mm-hmm. to pass, 22 to tie, 23 to win. Uh, seemed plausible uh, with the Lions, who are my first round pick, but they let me down. And if you if I told you the final score and the fact that you know Rogers is going to throw four touchdowns, you would assume that you had a good shot. But yeah. Jared Goff looked um, competent as a quarterback and was the leading rusher. And I'll say that yes. again. I don't know if you've seen Jared Goff run. It's ugly, but he was the leading rusher on Detroit. Yeah, forty six yards. Uh, a 26-yard stumble was the uh, was I think 
a qu- over a quarter of the total rushing yardage for the team. <laughs> so well, at least it wasn't like uh, right in uh, in Chicago, right where I look looking at the box score, it was like Andy Dalton rushed for that many yards, and then oh right, and he hurt himself while doing it, right. Well, yeah, I mean, Goff isn't going to survive that either. Neither is like Daniel Jones. Like these awkward white guys, you can't have them like get out there in the open field. They're going to die. They're going to die. Oh, well, Daniel Jones will fumble or possibly trip. Right. I mean, we saw Baker Mayfield have to make a tackle after throwing a pick and uh, uh, he hurt himself. He he did. Um, and I should I should just note uh, that Daniel Jones did not fumble this week. That's fair. So, so we uh, should we should point that out and scored negative. Carson Wentz managed to sprain how many ankles? Two, I believe. How many ankles do you have? Two, I believe. So he sprained both of his ankles. Yep, hundred um, percent. <laughs> which is about the only thing that he did a hundred percent. Because it wasn't a good performance and uh, still was almost enough to beat the Rams. It was. Um, we saw some Jacob Eason action. Jacob Eason came in, um, completed three passes, two to his team, one to the other team, um, which if you're counting, um, he completed twice as many passes to his team as the other team, um, <laughs> which is a good start. Yeah. So I would they only scored 14. I, I would say, you know, it's been a... A, a bad week or a good week of bad quarterbacking when we've come this far in the podcast and we've yet to talk about the Miami dolphins who got shut out. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Tua, Tua capitulated at some point in the first quarter. Um, I think there were some pundits who were saying Miami was a sleeper team to win the division. Yes. Um, I think at this point, I would be surprised if Miami won another game. Um, they looked horrible. After beating the Patriots in week one, they looked literally horrible in week two. They looked awful. They looked, um, they looked terrible. I, the Bills just seemed to destroy them every time. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen the actual win probability on this game. Oh, yeah. Um, the win probability was over 90% in um in the before the before the half so that's great you know Thanks. you're about to finish the first half and your win probability is down to under 10 percent if you're miami and that um that that was actually technically correct they did I mean, not this, have a shot at this game this game was over when they they went when they went for it on fourth down and they and Tua got sacked and injured and that was that was the game they had no chance after that Yes. Um, Jacoby Brissett came in and um, technically played quarterback. He did play quarterback. Um, the, threw, 40, threw the ball 40 times. He, he did. Uh, longest completion? Uh, I, I'm reading uh, 18, Alex. 18, 18. 18 yards is correct. Um, so he technically threw the ball 50 times. Um, 40 times excuse me, 40 times. He did not throw the ball forward. He threw the ball sideways 40 times. Um, he did. Um, but yeah, even even the, even as bad as that game was, it was still only worth 31 points in BQBL. Uh, on the other side, Buffalo actually put up 11. 
even though they won 35 to nothing uh, with Josh Allen having his second consecutive game under 60%. So uh, after, after having two all of last season, uh, he's now two straight under, under 60% uh, to start this season. So some, that doesn't some give you early points. value it there. Just, it just goes to show you that. Oh uh... Uh, yeah. It just goes to show you that, you know, again, as a reminder, Josh Jack Serial, sponsor of this podcast. Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were there were a bunch of um, there were some decent performances on the bench um, as we saw last week. Uh, so weird result from week one was that New Orleans was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, this week they were surprisingly bad, um, yes. and they they scored uh, twenty six points. Um, it turns out that maybe the fluke wasn't the 148 passing yards from last week. Maybe the fluke was the four touchdowns. Um, <laughs> so this week, uh, Jameis threw for zero touchdowns, but ran for one. And here we have a team where not their top rusher, but their top two rushers were both quarterbacks. So the number one and number two rushers on New Orleans were both quarterbacks. Um, remind me, what's the quarterback's job? Run, uh, the, ball? run, the, run ball? the ball, but again, I'm a, I'm a Ravens fan. That's, that is fair. Um, and apparently, uh, apparently, um, the saints are a fan of like 1920s football because, um, they only threw the ball 22 times, um, yes. completed 11 of those for 111 yards, which I love the symmetry of going 11 for 111, um, but it's not actually good. Um, no, I, I would I would say it's not good, and and I would say it's it's exceedingly unusual to see those stats in a game where they lost by a lot. Yeah, because they right. I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing if you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they those stats make sense uh, sometime if it was very snowy. Uh, or, you know, they had a lead and didn't feel like throwing, but they did not have a lead. They were uh, down 17 at halftime and they, you know, still only, they ran it 17 times and threw it 22 times. So, I mean, Alvin Kamara had eight carries for five yards. That's, I think all I have to say, he was also the only player with more than two receptions. Um, I just don't think anything worked for New Orleans. Um, most certainly, LASIK Jameis is maybe not a world beater. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's a lot in the NFL season so far. I feel like that, that, that has not made sense in the two weeks. So I, I, I feel like I don't know very much about how this season is going to go. Yeah. I, I mean, so far, one thing that it looks like is that Carolina is going to be Disappointing for BQBL. Five Does. points in week one, three points in week two. Yes, that is too true. Uh, one of the more disappointing teams, uh, I would say, not the most disappointing. Um, they were the number three pick. I would say the most disappointing thus far would have to be Denver, who is the number two pick and has now gone zero and negative four in the first two weeks. Yeah, and I mean, I think Houston could turn it around, but Houston also has to be in the in the conversation for most disappointing teams yes with a, a two in week one and a two in week two um however this week they they also saw a quarterback injury um and they've got uh, davis mills lined up to start on thursday night um 
And if there's one thing I know, it's that a Stanford quarterback who barely played in college and who was drafted in the third round is probably perfectly prepared to play on a short week with the worst, with one of the worst teams in football. Um, it'll probably go well, right? It'll probably, who are they playing? Um, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to have to compete with the whole. Uh, oh my you know, God, it's Ricky Carolina. Qu- holy, oh, holy okay. schmoly. I was going to say, uh, it's going to have to compete with the, <laughs> the, on the, on the other hand, you've got the uh, Tyrod Taylor got hurt and a rookie quarterback is now starting uh, aspect of it. That's that true. normally it's goes better. Twice in a row now that's gone very, very well. Yeah. Um, but Carolina is looking like one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, are. And that's, that's not a good draw. Um, we could see another rookie quarterback playing against another good defense when with Chicago at Cleveland, um, where they may they may trot out uh, fields against Cleveland's very strong defense and entirely injured offensive playmaking court, um, which could be even Baker Mayfield being injured on top of Landry being out, Beckham being out. Um, I'm not even sure what else they have on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that they didn't really com- they didn't really complete very many passes to wide receivers um, this week. And in fact, I saw a stat that uh, all three of their most highly targeted players through two weeks are tight ends. Okay, um, it's uh, Harrison Bryant, Austin Hooper, and David Njoku are the three top target receivers <laughs> on that team. So if that lets you know how it's going for Cleveland. Um, they finally have a good defense and they're, you know, they're twin towers at wide receiver. They're like highly paid college teammate, you know, super fun to watch receivers are both injured. And Oh, by the way, Baker Mayfield got injured um, tackling someone on his own stupid interception. So yeah, there you go. Baker, just do what Tom does and like jog slowly in the direction of the play or jog away from it. It doesn't matter. You're not making the tackle. This week, you didn't make the tackle. You got trucked. Don't do it. So we were just talking about, we were just talking about Houston. They scored two this week uh, and contributed to Russ finishing in last place uh, at two. Russ now consecutive weeks, negative five in week one, two in week two. Not a great start, though he did get two wins with that negative five performance, Mm -hmm. Um, but but starts the year uh, with, with two wins overall. Uh, currently is sitting in last place. There was a bunch up after that as uh, Nick had eight and then nine from uh, for you and 10 for Joe. That was a, uh, a bit of bunch up there then. Then a jump to 22 for Jake, uh, 64 for me, 70 for Will, and 120 for Sarah, who again uh, won the week, now sits in first place after two weeks with a perfect 14 wins, uh, but only two ahead of Will, who has finished second in the first two weeks uh, and has 12. Yeah, the, um, the, the two, two of the three most recent winners looking very strong again. Or wait, did Joe win or Sarah win? I can't remember. Was it Joe? No, I believe it was Sarah. Was it Sarah? Okay. Yes, um, because uh, if you remember, uh, Joe had to, uh, Joe paid in diamonds rather than cookies. Oh, I, I do recall, which is good because his cooking is garb. Um, <laughs> so it was a solid trade for Sarah there. Um, yeah, but uh, also, did we decide on formally what we were doing with the expansion of the season? 
Um, I think we did a vote over email. I believe that, that what carried was that we were going to make no changes to the uh, to the min and max starts. Okay, so you don't have to start your bad teams more, but you can't start your good teams more either. You will effectively, yeah. Uh, effectively, you'll probably have to start bad. Effectively, if you have a really, really good team, you'll get one fewer uh, nominal week of them. So it'll, it, it should, I think, in theory, uh, erode the benefit of just having an awful or fantastic BKBL team, I guess I would say. In Atlanta, so to speak. And yeah, I call them Atlanta. Just, just for the sake of argument. Yeah. Um, right. Well, um, so if we look at the, the favorites here, um, is there anyone who has four very strong teams at this point? I mean, Sarah's been riding, um, you know, the relative success of uh, Atlanta and Indianapolis. So yeah, far. and I mean, uh, with the inevitable Carson Wentz injury, uh, both those teams look extremely solid. Cleveland, I think, will be up and down. KC, I mean, she'll be she has some tough teams to start yes. uh, there, so that'll that'll be sort of problematic. Um, you know, ironically, Russ is in last place, but his late round picks of New Orleans and and Tennessee look have looked somehow better than a lot of the uh, late round picks. Oh yeah, he I would mean, actually have way more wins if he just done the opposite of his instinct. Yeah. Uh, I'm just 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 going through the fourth round, um, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, Seattle, the Chargers and the Rams. Which of those do you feel best of best uh, for the uh, BQBL season that remains? Uh, it's got to it... be Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay has put up a stinker so far. Um, yeah. Tennessee, is, it is it Tennessee? Yeah. And the, the Chargers are, are also kind of... Um, interesting because they haven't been nearly as flawless as they were last year so and i think that that in the afc west where it's not clear that any of the teams are playing defense um with the possible exception of denver i, I would say I th- denver plays some defense and the raiders play some defense a, a small amount so i, I think amount. there'll be plenty of scoring going on there yeah um so that uh that Chargers uh, Cowboys game was was very weird. Yeah, it, it was weird. And it, the the strange thing is, I think that the best defenses are in or are either Carolina or they're in kind of the Eastern teams. You know, you've got like Washington, Philadelphia, New York. All what about What about confident. San Francisco and the Rams? I don't know. I'm not sure about the Rams. The Rams have allowed very mediocre teams to be in the game two weeks in a row. They Unless you think true. that Jacob Eason is good and Carson Wentz is good, which I don't. Um, I don't I don't know if the Rams are great. I think they're okay. okay. Um, but I, I think we're going to see some really low scores out of, you know, Cowboys, Washington, Giants, Eagles. Mm-hmm. Those, those teams could all put up some, some very good BQBL stats. And I think that we're going to see more out of uh, uh, Miami and, uh, and New York Jets because yep. the defense is in that area with the possible exception of the worst team in football, Miami. Um, you know. And, and do, by the way, do you agree that Miami at this point looks like the worst team in football? 
or do you would you have a different deck for the worst team in football? I think I disagree with that so far. Um, I, I think the Jets look worse than Miami, for example, in their division. I, I don't even think they're the That's best, fair. the worst they team have, in the division. They are 0 2. <clears throat> they've lost to a team, they've lost to, I guess, the Bills and the Patriots. Is that right? Uh, the Jets lost Panthers. to the Panthers, Panthers and, the and the Patriots. And those are two of the better defenses. Yeah, um, those are two good defenses. That is certainly true. And they get the Broncos and then they get the Titans, but then they get the Falcons. They do. So you could see a bit of a recovery there, um, but they could easily be 0-4. And in fact, I would say it's likely that they're going to be 0-4 um, going into that Falcons team game. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that team's going to be in rough shape all season, aren't they? Uh, for, for my BQBL season, let's hope so. Although if they played if they played Miami tomorrow, who would you take? Miami. Really? Even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? Yes. Wow. By the way, those two teams I, don't play until week uh, what is that, week ten? Again, I think this goes back to the fact that I, I think yeah. I I don't know that I think I'm not saying I think Zach Wilson is bad yet, but I think that the rest of that team is terrible. I don't think the rest of the Dolphins team is terrible. Um, so that's fair. I mean, they didn't do a single thing right this week, but they probably have more talent than the Jets. Yeah. So the Eagles defense looks pretty solid so far. You, would, you I think? mean, it's weird because I'm not exactly sure what is great about it. They've lost some players on the defensive line. Um, I, I think Darius Slay is still good. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, it seems like they're playing good defense because they bottled San Francisco up pretty effectively yeah, in, in a close game. Yep. Um, you know, they, they kept the, the San Francisco rushing attack to three yards per rush with a long of 21. Right. Like that's, that's pretty good for a team that rushes 38 times to keep, yeah, you know, that team fair. down. Although they were um, by the end of it running Kyle Juszczyk and Trenton Cannon. So, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as though they were, uh, you know, facing down giants there in, uh, in, in San Francisco. But um, they also, you know, kept Debo under a hundred yards and um, kept Kittle to 17 yards on a, on just four targets, four targets, four catches, 17 yards, long of eight. How yeah. is that? Not good for one of my fantasy teams. Yeah. But Kittle, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I understand that. I don't understand. I, I don't understand the 49ers right now. Uh, maybe, maybe we can get Russ on here to explain them, but I don't understand. I, I actually just, I think they're just kind of one of those mercurial teams that are going to look different every week. Yes. I think that could be true. And so. Until they commit to something, it feels like Shanahan is trying to do like the Garoppolo is the low variance like outcome and then Trey Lance is the high variance outcome. And he's just trying to see how long he can play out the low variance success before I mean, got he has to switch. Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals the next three weeks. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. They're going to have to outscore all those teams if they want to win because that's how football works. That's typically how football works. And I don't know. 
for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think it's going to be a little different outscoring the Lions and the Eagles than it is outscoring the Packers, Seahawks, and Cardinals. I mean, the Lions and the Eagles are not good teams. Uh, yeah, no, this is all extremely fair. Yeah, but we've uh, we've gone deep into the uh, into the weeds here. Uh, I think the takeaways are um, Atlanta uh, real bad, um, and uh, Sarah in the lead, Will in second, and the rest of us are are looking up, trying to trying to get a piece of the lead. You know, they're what five points clear of third place after two weeks, four points clear. <laughs> um, so. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of space there. Um, and we haven't even started to get into bye weeks and got a lot of QB injuries. So hopefully some of those QB injuries lead to some, some big new performances and some new studs. I'm looking at you, Davis Mills. We, we really need a mascot for the season. And I'm hoping it's Davis Mills. <laughs> well, so is Russ. I, I know we're, we, we need this season's, uh, oh God, what was that guy's name? Nathan Peterman. We Nathan need this season's Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Uh, you know, Nathan Peterman was, uh, you know, a bright shooting star in the BQBL sky. And, uh, we might never have a Nathan Peterman and we should all, uh, just come to grips with that. Oh, I want it so bad. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I at least want another, uh, oh God, what was the guy's name from uh, <laughs> from the Colts who got drunk and ran into the wrong party? Um, <laughs> uh, you're talking about the Colts, you're talking about the Broncos, right? Oh, was it the, he was on the Broncos at the time, Kelly, right? Um, jo- uh, what's his first name? Because um, he was like Jim Kelly's. I was going to say Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly, that's the one. Uh, yeah, his he name started on Chad the seems like it makes the right sense. Yes, Chad is yes. absolutely correct. Um, I at least want a Chad Kelly. Can, can I yeah. have it? Can I at least have a Chad <laughs> Kelly? Well, we shall see. Uh, Halloween is is in, but but a little over a month, so we can we can find out. And and we still have charges pending, maybe against uh, against the Houston quarterback. Uh, who has uh, Watson, by the way, doesn't even get a sniff on Thursday night, despite the fact that Tyrod's out. So yep. there's got to be something going on there. Yes, there is. But they not suspended yet. And, and if we do see a suspension or some charges, that would be, be, that would be 24-7 points. It would be, yes. But until then, um, Russ can be confident that they'll give him two points per week. Yep, and we so we we shall see what they do Thursday night. We can we can all have to hold out hope and watch for for Davis Mills? But until then, Alex. Oh, may all your decisions be uh, Millen-esque. Hey, good. Pick that one up. I, I I'm professional um, <laughs> here. I'm I'm good at this. Um, all right, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, have a uh, have a have a pleasant week of uh the end of summer unfortunately yeah all right take care guys